The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Welcome, everybody. How you doing this morning? I am uh, excited to talk with you about this. Uh, I think I've got a decent show lined up. Uh, if you listen to us regularly, I think you'll appreciate this, even if it's something for someone other than yourself. So the, the name of the show, or at least the uh, content of the show, is going to be built around how to kickstart your real estate investment career when you don't have a lot of money. And I expect that you know, describes a lot of people who might be or would be otherwise uh, interested in investing in real estate. The difference between this and, and paper investments, of course, is that you do have to have money to make money when you're investing in stocks and bonds and mutual funds and the like. You just got to have money. And it isn't to say that you don't need money to invest in real estate because you do. But you might have uh, something known as leverage on your side when it comes to real estate that will give you an advantage to move uh, more faster in a shorter period of time, which if you don't have a lot of money, that may be your goal. In fact, I don't know why it wouldn't be, actually. Um, So yesterday, Friday, uh, I had my last client from three to five, uh, two young men, and I must say that uh, I have uh, clients in Jolene and Jeremy. They know who they are. I'll not say their last name. And the fact that they think enough of me uh, to send me their their son, Hunter, uh, just gratifies me to no end. And I do know that that is their precious cargo. I, I, know, I know that. I have children. And uh, yet I'll say that I'm really hard on these young people because I really want to set their their expectations and prepare them for what is ahead of them. And I want them to think uh, and, and see that as being a real challenge so that they mentally and physically gear up for it. And in so doing, I expect that 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 the road ahead, if they really prepare, you know, imagine set your shoulders as an example, if I'm going to do a heavy set of squats and put 500 pounds on my shoulder, by God, I'm prepared, man. Holy crap. And I want people to look at life in that way, because when you do, life is infinitely easier than you generally anticipate when you gear up. But if you don't do that, then life is going to kick you in the rear end or, or kick you in the stomach, maybe, and you'll be doubled over shocked that it's harder than you had anticipated so we want the opposite of that and I really did let them know that and so I I, I'm hopeful they'll listen to the show because it's kind of a continuation. They came to see me for two hours. My billable time's 300. They paid me 600 bucks. It's a lot of money 
for two young men. Uh, and that is Hunter and Colton, uh, who were both there. Uh, Hunter served in our country's military in the Navy, no less, my, my old mater. And, uh, I believe that if you're, if you're willing to raise your hand, uh, and say, I'll serve this country, then you deserve to take advantage of all of the opportunities that it affords. And sadly for a lot of people, you don't see what opportunities it does afford and and in fairness uh that's not the prevailing sentiment and they are going away it's becoming harder and harder to become financially independent especially in in a way where you can bootstrap it when you're young or or new in a business and you're broke it's not an easy thing to do anymore uh and it is becoming harder by the day Make no mistake, everybody is conditioned and geared to go to work for somebody else to get on the treadmill. And it doesn't matter if you're an engineer or a scientist or a physician or an attorney. For most of you, regardless of the fact that your income, remember, income will never be wealth. That's not wealth. Wealth is the things that you own minus what you owe and your net worth is your wealth. For those people, you're simply on a higher level on the treadmill, but on the treadmill nonetheless. I want to create financial independence in that your assets are significant significant enough that you could say no to anything anytime because you are strong enough financially that you could quit working tomorrow and it would you wouldn't miss a beat. So that's very different than somebody making a few hundred thousand dollars a year who has an incredible lifestyle, but if they stop working, they can't support it financially anymore. So that's a very different thing, and I want you to clearly make that distinction, and that's for you, Colton and Hunter. So we're looking to grow net worth, and there are vehicles that are available to do that, uh, and those vehicles generally revolve around, one, uh, paper investments, which everybody knows and everybody feels confident about. And I'm just going to tell you that the the confidence is is that you've been led to believe that there's great security in investing in stocks and bonds on the on the, in the stock market maybe within your retirement account and you know I'm going to tell you what the reality is that if there is safety you're you're accomplishing safety generally speaking within within a diversified plethora or or portfolio of investing and when you enjoy that security that is afforded someone who is in a highly diversified portfolio of investment stocks and bonds. So if anything goes up, you're good. But if anything goes down, you can counteract it with with the good versus the bad. And then you get an average annualized rate of return. Well, don't forget that you're severely discounting and decreasing the upside potential at the same time. So that is what it is. And you got to have money to do it. The next one would be starting your own business. I've already said the fact that it's not easy to start your own business business in a world where increasingly to compete, you need to be able to have the equipment and you need to be able to have the marketing dollars to create a website, uh, create an online presence through maybe maybe social media, SEO advertising, and a multitude of things that you didn't used to have to have. And so the entry, the cost of entry in almost every business today is absorbent. And for a lot of new young people, 
it's not doable or it's at least exceedingly harder. But that's another way to build and grow net worth, assuming that you make good money in that business, but then you spend less than you earn and you take that difference that you didn't spend and you put it to work in aggressive or or at least ed, uh, uh, investments that are going to have a good rate of return and you're getting the greatest leverage out of the money that you're not using to support your lifestyle. So that's that's number two. Number three. Three is investing in other people's businesses, which I believe is highly speculative and dangerous because you lack any control whatsoever. But hey, you know, that's a third one. And the last one is real estate. Of those four, most likely the thing that has the greatest potential for most people who don't have a lot of money is going to be real estate. And I mean, hands down. I mean, the idea that you're going to be a day trader and you're going to make more money with the little bit of money that you've got picking stocks, especially if you have a short term trajectory where you want to make a lot of money in the next three to five years. If you think you're going to do that sitting at home in front of your computer, I don't care about all the people who teach you how to day trade. I could care less. You are utterly delusional. That's not going to happen. Uh, and if you do succeed, it will be short lived. So I like real estate. It's tangible. I can touch it. It's real. Inflation is only going to increase its value. And over time, even in a five-year window of time, it's probably the thing that's going to make you the most amount of money with the least amount of money to begin with. And we're going to talk about how you might do that today. So the first thing you have to do, regardless of which direction you go, even if you discount the things that I've just said, uh, are that you do have some some value in the direction that you go because if you understand how to add value to a property and add value could be could come in the in the form of two things and I use that term loosely because frankly it may not be descriptive of what I mean in some instances so when I say add value to an investment property it's not the same as as take a property buy it remodel it and then you're adding value through the remodel and then sell it for more money than you have into it overall, that being the purchase price and the cost or the money that you put into it to remodel, and then you make a profit margin on the other side. That is really, when you think about add value, that's the way that it is typically coined. And that's, I mean that sometimes, but I also may mean it in the form of a buy and hold rest uh, investment property, wherein I'm going to say, what's the value play? And what I mean by that is what are the things that you're going to do wherein you're putting money into the property after you pay for it or you're building it into the loan. And those things relative to their cost are going to increase your rents more. And so remember, when I am looking at a property, I use the term a one-to-one equation. And that one-to-one equation simply describes the purchase price. Let's say it's $300,000. I eliminate the last two zeros on $300,000. I put parentheses around the remaining numbers, that would be $3,000. And I'm looking for monthly market rents of $3,000 a month or more. And if you're sitting out there saying, oh, come on. Well, you have to understand, as I do, that there's a lot of, not a lot of properties will do that for you. But that's what we're looking for. And so remember, when we buy an investment property, we don't just want the rents to cover the mortgage payments, silly people. We want those rents to cover the property taxes, the insurance, the principal and interest payment, as well as management. Never want to manage your own properties. Maintenance, which is on top of the management for the things that you have to pay for to get fixed over time. And even if that property's brand new, 
Remember, the crazy animals will rent your property are frustrated with the world simply by the fact that they have to rent and they can't own or they don't own at the time. And they're going to wreck your stuff. Just get over it. So you got to have money for that. And then you have to be able to build in the cost of vacancy, which you will absorb and have to deal with in time. And you want to be able to put enough money away, and we'll call it in an escrow account ongoingly, and those other two I just mentioned, to cover all those things. And still, after that, have cash flow, making more money than all of those expenses, including everything else, on top. That's what we're looking for. So if that sounds like a tall order, it is. But are there properties out there like that? The answer is there are. Now, in the Twin Cities, if I buy a $600,000 property and it's a, it's a, you know, a, a single family home, the likelihood that I'm going to get 6000 bucks a month in rent is probably slim and none. All right. But what if that $600,000 property is a four unit? Okay, well, if I divide $600,000, that's $150,000 per door. Is it possible that I could get $1,500 per door in a $600,000 fourplex? And the answer is yes. And if I move out to the outer ring of, of small towns outside of the Twin Cities, I might not enjoy the same level of appreciation, but it is equally possible that I might buy a property for $120,000 and I can rent that property for $1,350 a month which is even better than my one-to-one. So that's what I'm looking for initially. Now, when I add value on top of that, what if I can go into that property and I can put $10,000 into it and I can now raise the rents by $150 a month? I've done more than the one-to-one in my adding of value, have I not? So I'm always looking for that. So when I talk about add value, just know it's a generalized term that covers the front of both a new purchase, remodel, and flip. And I'm also talking about buy and hold adding value in the form of rents relative to its cost or its carrying cost in a loan and an additional amount of money. So that's what I'm talking about. So first thing you need to know is you got to have some money to put down. Well, you know, for everyone who is young, who has been young, and even at this age right now, the younger you are, wherever you are in your life, you're going to be insecure. And I don't mean that you're insecure as a person of the same age, but I mean relative to your age. You cannot tell me that somebody doesn't carry more of a chip on their shoulders and want to succeed and prove to the world that they're successful more when they're 20 than they might when they're 65. Would you agree with that? And so the reality is that our biggest challenge, as you've heard me say, my, my son has said to me, okay, dad, so what you're saying is the primary reason that most people don't create any form of wealth is because they're insecure and they so desperately want to prove to the world that they're doing better that they go out and buy a whole bunch of things that are not assets that are declining in value. And as a result of trying to prove that what they're doing is right and they're smart and they're not the dummy that they think everybody believes they are, they go out and buy a bigger house than they probably should that they live in. They go and buy a better car than they probably should. They take trips and they focus on lifestyle because they really don't ever believe they're going to have anything. And as a result, they never really attain any net worth or any substantial net worth. And I say, that's exactly right. So the challenge with most young people is when they get the first job or when they are out there working, every dollar that they make, they spend on the cost of their lifestyle, either because they're not making a lot of money and they don't even make enough money to have a reasonable lifestyle, or two, they're trying to prove to the world how well they're doing. Hey, how you doing financially, you know? And so those things are all 
direct competition with you trying to create wealth. And you've got to realize that if you don't come up with some strategy to protect yourself from yourself, it's a lot harder to amass any amount of money because most people amass an amount of money simply to buy something else. And most of the time, the thing that they're buying is not an appreciable, meaning increasing value or uh, an asset that is producing income. So the two types of things that you're looking for when you purchase an asset is you want them to be appreciable and or cash flowing, making you money. And if they're not doing that, cars, boats, snowmobiles, four-wheelers, the house you live in, well, then you're you're never going to create leverage with that money. So you have to try to delay that gratification. Nevertheless, you got to have money. So where are you going to get the money? Well, I'm going to tell you, you do whatever is necessary to make it happen. I don't care if you have to work two full-time jobs 80-plus hours a week. and I, I, I don't think you should whine about that. Oh, I'm working so hard. Get over yourself. Whatever it takes to do it, you do it. And you don't worry about the things that you're missing out on. If you want to get somewhere, you have to do unique things. And if you want to accomplish these things, you have to be willing to pay the price. I hate sound like Dave Ramsey. <laughs> pay the price. But you do. You do, because you got to get some, some jing together here. You need ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. you got to have something. And if that sounds like a tall order to you, well, then you better get to work right now. So it doesn't matter if you're young, 19, 18, 25, whatever. You could be 45 and just getting started. You could be 55 because the best time to start is now, no matter where you are. But you got to do that. And so the number one thing is you got to make more money. And, of course, that more money also comes with a caveat. It has to be more money than it costs you to live. So if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to pay that price and put that time in, and you're willing to save that money, what are you saving it for? You're saving it for the down payment on the first property. That's what you're saving it for. And you should know that if you're going to buy a legitimate investment property, that legitimate investment property ordinarily is going to require 20% down. Not 3 and 5%, but 20% down. So imagine if you buy a $100,000 property, that means you're going to have to have, holy crap, $20,000 for a very uh, affordable, inexpensive home. And if you want to buy a $300,000 home, now we're talking about sixty grand. So how are you going to overcome that challenge? Because that's a lot of money. I'm going to explain some opportunities that afford you some leverage where you might be able to do that same thing with less money. Let's take our first break and we'll be right talk right back talking about how to kickstart start your real estate investment career when you don't have a lot of money. We'll be right back. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. 
Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at jasonwalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out jasonwalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, left uh, the last break uh, telling you I'm going to talk about how you might be able to overcome some of these problems. I want to bring you back, though, before I do, to a very important point, which I always illustrate to uh, clients who say they want to invest or or want to make money in real estate. And, you know, is real estate something you legitimately can go from Oh, the small amounts I'm talking about into the millions in a space of five or 10 years. And the answer is absolutely yes. Knowing that in the investment world, let's say with your 401k and the ups and downs that one will generally live with or endure or enjoy uh, over the course of a 35, 40 year investment career, you're probably only going to see a compounded rate of return overall in your entire portfolio in the range of six to eight percent. 
And that, of course, includes the blended return on investments that will include a bushel of stocks and a bushel of bonds uh, to counteract one another, as well as your actual net after fees return on investment. So if you don't like those numbers, uh, it is what it is. And if you keep investing in paper real estate, what can you do to do better than that? Well, the answer is come up with more money to invest, frankly. Uh, because anytime that you say you want more, you're not typically taking on a greater pot, a greater opportunity to make more. Oftentimes, in my mind, you're simply taking on more risk. And, uh, because you have no control. And maybe it's just because I'm a control freak. And I am. Uh, and maybe you are too. Uh, when you take and invest in, let's say, instead of large cap companies, you're investing in mid cap or small cap, as I indicated to my young friends yesterday, which have greater potential for market share and growth. The irony is that the statistics do not say that those companies as, let's say, a fund uh, of those types of companies, let's say below $100 million, below $50 million, who have great potential for growth, ironically, over time, they don't return higher because there's so much greater potential for risk. So this is hence why I say taking on more risk doesn't necessarily translate into a greater rate of return. So if you don't like that rate of return, man, uh, you know, and you hear all the investors say, yeah, you know, the way you really make money is, is you don't, you don't diversify. Yeah. Listen, the people who say that have, have access to information and have money to spend in acquiring that information that you will never have. And yet, most of them cannot beat the S&P index. So, I mean, come on. Um, real estate is something that you legitimately have control over, and you can legitimately see a rate of return overall in the form of cash on cash that is very hard to accomplish. So, Real what are your, estate also, I, sorry yeah, to ahead. cut you off. No, go ahead. It has a built-in safety mechanism that you do not have with stocks, which is if there is a downturn and your equity does go down year over year, that's rough. But if it's an investment property, all you care about is that payment versus rent. As long as the unit's occupied, you're probably still fine. Couldn't say it better. You're absolutely right. And the irony is, Evan, that when whenever that has happened, the rarity that it is, whenever that's happened, rents have actually gone up. Yes. So you're you're gleaning more of your return in the form of cash flow than you might be in the appreciation of the property. Right. So, you know, if I'm going to buy and hold over a long period of time, it's a bit like watching my stocks go up and down. What do I care? Right, exactly. Right? And particularly, you know, if if you're relying on your portfolio to be paying you and say in dividends or right. something, right? You 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 have skewed it hard into that. Now you're reliant on the company's profits. On their, you know, like, is their margin still going to remain good in a downturn? You know, all of these market factors, you are watching those. But if you if you own a quadplex, like you were talking about at the beginning of the show, and the market that sense, he's a big hit. You know, oh my gosh, the market in that area collapsed, and the equity in that property went down 10, 15% this year. But all you care about is my monthly payment and are my units occupied and what are they paying? And if those things are fine, it really does not matter year over year what that is. Well, look, as an example, the last real, you know, it's ironic. I'm talking to these young guys and I'm talking about, you know, 2009 and 2011, and they don't even know what I'm talking about. Right, (laughs) exactly. That's ancient history, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when that happened last time, folks, do not forget. 
that nationwide, we were watching property values in a way that I'd never seen in my lifetime go backwards 30 and 40%. Here's the thing. Rents went up, and I mean skyrocketed in the way that they are right now. It was shocking. So, you know, the people who lost their homes, there's a whole lot of reason I won't get into. Um, But, you know, a lot of that had to do with people who were in five and seven year arms, which was the norm. Remember that when you get into inflationary times or higher interest rates, people gravitate towards shorter term fixes on their mortgages as opposed to 30 year fix. They generally are going to have three, five, seven year arms. Well, those arms adjust upon that period of time. Well, when they did, ordinarily the notion is I've got a lower interest rate is only locking in for five years as opposed to 30. It's better for the bank. The bank will give you a better rate. And you heard Mike and 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 uh, Jason just talking earlier about a half a percentage point. Well, imagine that you have an interest rate that's a full 1% or more below the prevailing interest rate by simply locking in for five years or seven years. A lot of people are going to go for that with the notion that they're going to refinance or they're going to move by that time anyway. The problem last go-round is that when that time came up, the property was worth significantly less than what they had originally purchased it at, and as a result, they were not able to refinance finance their way out of it, and the interest rate went way up to a point where it was unaffordable, and that's how the properties went into foreclosure, not to mention the fact that the banks were aggressively foreclosing, which we frankly don't anticipate this time around. So there's a whole lot to that, but the bottom line is that I made more money, and as long as I had enough money to be able to make my payments and then some, and my rents went up so my margins actually increased, wow. I didn't have to get rid of anything. So, and the other point that that Evan probably was alluding to is it's tangible. It's a real asset. It's yep. something you can sell. So, that's y- that's the other thing too. That's definitely worth mentioning is even if you are put in a bad position, say that that market collapse that we just went through, you're you're down fifteen percent on equity, and now you're looking at units that aren't filled. Let's say. The you know there's something going on in that area. The biggest uh, employer closed and people are moving to other areas, and now your units aren't filled. Yeah, you're down on your investment, but you still maintain an equity position of some sort, and you can sell that property and get out of that market. As opposed to oh, you know, like the company that I own stocks in is collapsing. Big zero on that one. Right, right. I mean, you, 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 listen, folks, for those of you who hold investments in your retirement account, I'll bet you, I'll bet, I'll bet, you don't even have certificates of ownership. You have nothing. So I feel greatly confident in the fact that I can drive by and touch the things that I own, and I like it. Nevertheless, your two greatest issues with investment and your and uh, essentially your limitations are one, your down payment money, holy crap, 20% ongoingly. So if you're going to buy 10 properties worth $250,000, wow, that's 50K per property. And if you want to buy 10, you got to have $250,000 of real money. So you got to be able to spend less than you earn to get anywhere. Um, and that's, that's one limitation. The next limitation is you got to be able to qualify for the financing on the other 80% of the property. Those two things are your limitations to growing a real estate portfolio. So we're talking about the first one, which is down payment money. And that in and of itself may be your limitation right now. Whether you have great credit or whatever isn't the point. So here is, 
uh, the the you know the 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 one thing you got to make some money. You got to have even if even if you you know don't have to have that much because the house you're going to buy is modest. Still got to have some nickels to rub together, and that more than likely requires that you live cheap cheaply. What's the challenge with that? That other people are watching you and you're not living as well as other people because they're living on everything they earn and then some oftentimes. And so you're feeling less than and visually you're looking like less than compared to those other people. And frankly, the emotional component to that is hard to endure. It really is. You know, people don't see you as knowing what you're doing or being important. You've got this strategy all to yourself, but nobody buys into it. And so, you know, you, you, it's hard. It's hard to do, but you got to do it. So you got to live cheap. You got to work your rear end off and you got to make more money than you spend. And every dollar that you don't spend is money towards that down payment. Now, the leverage is that you might be able to purchase your own single family home and buy it with only three and a half to 5% down, depending on an FHA or conventional loan. Well, that allows you to buy a whole lot more, a whole lot faster. Because if I need, on a $250,000 home, if I need to put 20% down, wow, that's 50 grand. But if I only need to put 5% down or 3% down on a property, wow, that's way more attainable to me. And the reality is there's an adage when you buy a property, although you may not have the 20% down, you put that small number down, you live in it for three to five years in an appreciating market. And look, in the next 12 months, we may not see much of that. We don't know. It's a crystal ball. It's like anticipating the increase of a stock. We don't know whether or not the market's going to go up at all, not at all, more, less. We don't know. But I can tell you over the next two to five years, most likely you're going to see increases. And so what that means is you buy that property with only 5% down. But guess what? Having lived in it for five years, now the value will have gone up and you may very well have attained in that period of time your 20% equity position through the fact that the property went up in value relative to what you owe. And that, in and of itself, allows you to enter into the market. And remember that when that property goes up in value, it's not simply the 5% of the actual funds that you put down on the property that went up at 5%. It's the entirety of that home or that piece of real estate that went up at 5%. That is giving you dramatic leverage on the money that you actually have invested that you cannot enjoy anywhere else. There's more leverage that you could enjoy by taking advantage of a of a home that you buy. We're going to talk more about that in terms of what that means in interest rate and even accelerating that concept just a little bit farther. We'll be right back. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. 
Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number, 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Naibo with the Kimberly Naibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612-202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. All right. 
let's pick it back up. So, so where is there more leverage? Where is there more leverage? Well, let me just summarize a bit and go back. You so, just need a longer crowbar. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you, and and that's a perfect that's a perfect visual image. That's exactly what leverage represents. So you can get into a property that you would buy at least perceptively for for yourself, and that means that means you're going to roll up a sleeping bag and sleep in the basement on the concrete floors while you're doing while you're working on this thing. What's wrong with that? Uh, don't bitch, just do it. So you get less money down as you're, as to buy a property you're going to live in. And, and in fairness, we are buying it to make money on and to turn it into our first rental unit. That is what we're trying to do. Now, whether that means we're going to flip it or whether that means we're going to own it, we're buying it as our home because we don't own a home and we can get better financing. Second thing, we get better rate and better terms. And so better interest rate typically comes in the form of if I buy a legitimate investment property, I will most likely pay anywhere from 75 to 125 basis points above the prevailing interest rate that others will pay with a single family home. So if the going rate is 7%, can I assume that I may pay 7.75 or even uh, 8% as a result of buying an investment property. Yes, absolutely. Can I also assume that not only am I putting 20% down as opposed to 5% down, and I'm paying a higher interest rate, that my amortization on that investment property might not be 30 years, 360 months, but in fact would be 20 years, 240 months, or 25 years, 300 months, which means the same amount of financed money will cost more in the form of a monthly payment. Yes, that is true as well. So if I can buy a property as an owner-occupied property, I get better interest rate, better terms. That is a benefit when you don't have a lot of money and you're just getting started, isn't it? So that's that's the reason you want to do that. Now let's take it a step farther. What if I do that same thing that I've just described, but I do it with a duplex? Wow. Now, most people who are in the real estate biz in any form or fashion, including real estate agents, and be clear, real estate agents are not in the real estate investment business on the whole. And by that, I mean 95% of them. And most of them who think real estate investing think flipping houses, improving its value and selling it. They're always concerned with how much more the property's worth because that's their world. They it's buy and sell. short-term gains. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's money to be made doing that. But that's their world revolves around transactions. Transactions. I am always more focused on long-term buy and hold. That's actually investing. Putting money and time and resources into something and then turning it and selling it, that's earned income. Just like when I stage a property or I help a, a buyer prepare a property for sale and then I sell it and upon sale I make money. They're the same thing in my mind. They're, but that doesn't discount the fact that I can make money to put money together to amass to buy other investment legitimate buy and hold investment property. So, hey, nothing wrong with that. But the bottom line is I need to put together funds and this is a way to do it. Well, if I buy a duplex and I do the exact same thing because I'm going to buy it as an owner-occupied property because I'm going to occupy one of the units in it, one of the one side of the duplex per se. Well, what that means is number one, I only have to put three to five percent down. That's fabulous. 
Next issue is I get to buy a property. And remember, when I buy a bigger property and it goes up at 3%, 5%, 2%, whatever it is, that bigger property gains more ground over the exact same period of time wherein properties are going up in value because it's simply a bigger asset. Now, the payment that I have to make on that might be unaffordable to me. However, because I have a tenant, now that tenant with their otherwise rent money is buying me, allowing me to buy an even bigger asset, which will grow even faster. Wow. Now I'm taking advantage of other people's money, OPM, and I am growing faster. I can buy a bigger piece of real estate than my income or my down payment would otherwise afford me. And if we take it farther to a fourplex, and that is typically the maximum. So remember, if you listen to the show regularly, residential is considered four doors on a pad, property, PID, property identification. One fourplex is still residential. Five units or more are considered commercial. The difference might be that I'm, that I can get a residential interest rate and a residential 30 year mortgage versus a 240 high, uh, 240 month amortization, bigger payment for the same amount. And I might have to put more money down as well as the fact that I cannot depreciate them the same. Five doors or more is going to be depreciated over 39 years versus 27.5. So I get to get, I get more cash free dollars with the same amount of, of, uh, of property value in a residential four doors or less than I do with a commercial property that is that five doors or more. And obviously commercial property can be considered light industrial and office space and all those other things. But right now we're talking about small apartment buildings and things like that. So if I do four doors or less, I can get this wonderful low down payment. I can get uh, the better terms on the loan, uh, and I get to take advantage of three other people's rent money that can be used to buy me a bigger asset while I'm simultaneously re- uh, occupying one of the units. Well, the unit that I live in, I am going to fix that unit up. I'm going to remodel it, and I'm going to do it intelligently in the way that the money that I'm putting in is not simply to make it nicer, but to prepare it to qualify for more rent money relative to the amount of money I'm putting into it. I'm going to do that. When a tenant moves out of another unit, I'm going to move out of that unit, rent my unit that I was formerly or previously occupying, and I'm going to do the same thing again until I get each of those units built up, and then... I'm going to move out of that thing and I'm going to move on and do it again. I'm not going to sell it and roll the equity as the down payment for the next bigger home that I and my family occupy, like all the, forgive me, dumb, dumb people are conditioned to do. That doesn't create wealth. I want wealth. I don't want a nicer house. I want wealth, meaning when I sell my stuff and I pay off all the loans, I've got more money than you do. That's what I'm looking for. Let's take another break, and we'll be right back talking about the leverage and how you can accomplish more with very little money, how to kickstart your real estate investment career when you don't have a lot of dough. We'll be right back. 
Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com 
That's FixAutoUSA.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at at Kim at KimNibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. All right. So uh, just one more point to touch on and make sure you didn't miss is that if I buy that fourplex, I get to use the market rents of three of those properties, 75% of those market rents, towards the capacity to qualify for the loan. So in other words, I don't just have my income to use to show my capacity to make payments. And if you remember, if you follow the show, remember the ratios that one receives based on gross income, then then subtract from that the debt to income ratio on all debts 11 months or more. And that shows what I have as a capacity to qualify for a payment that includes principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, and also an association fee if one does exist. Well, when I buy a duplex or a fourplex or a threeplex, I'm able to use 75% of their rent money on a monthly basis directly towards my capacity to qualify. Minus one unit. Yeah, Minus right. One the unit. one that you're going to live in. So, but remember, with that one unit, you get your income, and your income will be more than seventy five percent of the rent towards oh, yeah. that. So you can buy a whole lot more when you buy that property, and still have a five percent down, you know, payment, and maybe even a little less depending on the loan that you get. Right. So, and it, like, so a four unit building. Yeah. The actual the rent that the building could generate if you didn't live there. Just on its own, what you're actually able to count towards that is fifty six point two five percent. Yeah, man. You know, like when you're when you're looking at it holistically of like that picture of if I was to rent out all four units, what would that number be? You move into one of those units, you're paying your share of rent. Right. And then those other three units, yep. they're they're booing you up. And and incidentally, folks, not too long ago, and in that I mean the four, of months, you could have used seventy five percent of that number. But those numbers are changing on a daily basis because lenders are tightening up. Nevertheless, it's still a lot. It's still a lot, and so you're able to buy infinitely more. And imagine this: just simply, if I could afford to put five percent down on a hundred thousand dollar home, that's five grand. Okay, but look. If I can use their money to qualify, I might be able to buy a $400,000 property, maybe four times the number, $100,000 per door. And yes, I'm still going to need 5% of $400,000, but my escalation in terms of building my net worth through the growth of that much bigger property is is astronomically better. So those are really great options to be able to increase your net worth and get you kick-started and get you rolling. The thing 
things that you need to do while that's going on. This is just something to be aware of. If you're going to move into your first investment property, even though you're living in it for two to five years and building equity and doing what you're doing, you never want to assume that you're going to take that money and roll it to the next one. You have to be able to save money while you're in that property as the down payment for the next property that you will buy in two to five years when you fully rent, when you replace that 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 unit you're living in with another tenant. That's what your financial strategy is. And it's very important you do that. Uh, another thing you want to do is develop your financial profile. Uh, developing your financial profile means the way you look on paper. And so when you hear me say you will become a financial person, what I'm really talking about is that you will learn and understand the underwriting standards to qualify for loans. I already told you top two reasons that you are limited in your growth in, in real estate investing is one, your down payment money, two, your ability to qualify for a loan. And that means your financial profile. How will you be looked at and how will you conduct your own affairs in such a way to enhance the way you look in the future from a transparency standpoint? Transparent meaning bank statements, check stubs, tax returns, personal financial statement. How will you position yourself to look attractive for financing when you move out of this property and go to buy your next one. Very important. Next thing you want to be conscious of is that you want to be building relationships with bankers because once you legitimately move into the real estate investment world, you're typically talking about small and mid-sized banks who are going to make these loans and looking attractive on paper where they are making loans oftentimes through relationship and 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 uh, lending through a group of people who are making decisions. Uh, that, that decision making process is generally not there in large banks. They're standardized underwriting criteria, which they have in small and mid-sized banks too, but they will do loan by committee where a group of people will get together and talk about you as an individual and whether they think you're a good risk or not. And so you want to develop yourself in their eyes. So one of the main things you do with your investment property is to under-promise and over-deliver. That means that you want to show that your show your banker that, yeah, you said you were going to do these things. And you said it would be worth this much money, but rather than just assuming that they're going to figure it out, which they won't, their their business is to do many loans like yours. You want to make sure and show them. And when you do that, it makes you attractive for financing and you can kickstart your investment career even when you don't have a lot of money. Hope this is useful to you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're 
forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. You're listening to 1500 ESPN on KSTPAM 1500 and 94.5 HD2.